Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever it's Mr. Reese, you listen to another episode of Six Friend the Podcast. I am your five foot nine host, sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? What's going on? What's happening? In? What's bragging? What's bragging? What's popping? Hey, man, say, man, we're going to do it like it is in the old days. We're going to take it back like it was, uh, what that is, 2019? Is that when we started? <laughs> Probably not that far because we want to get that deep and dark and depressive. We have come a long way. But if you follow me on social media, uh, you were uh, reminded that today was a day. It was a, a, uh, an event. Wasn't really a good one, but two years ago, something happened, something occurred, something happened to me. And with that, I decided to make it my decision to, you know, bring it back, man. I, I want to get a little bit back to my roots. I know I'm doing a lot of things. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not even reintroducing myself. Y'all know who it is. It's your Uncle Pete, baby. But uh, yeah, sit back, relax. And what you're about to listen to is uh, three stages that I realized I had to go through in my life. Um, three stages that within each stage, I did not like. <laughs> I did not want to be there. But luckily, um, the story has not ended. But the story has a happy transition. So please listen to the first part to the book of R's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, man receive reflect react listen to the first portion of the r's receive so the year is 2011 (laughs) and i'm sitting in my apartment and i am so 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 excited i'm so excited because i have a weekend to myself And I can remember this so purely because it's October. And I can remember this so purely because I'm in football mode. And it's not just any football mode. This is college football mode, baby. Yeah, see, I had a different life at one point. I never really talk about it often. As you generally hear, and if you know me, you generally know the story kind of just picked up. Uh, I generally only speak about where I was and the bottom. But I'll never generally get into how I got to the bottom. I never really talk about what it was that got me there. I never generally talked about, at least in one nutshell, what it was that, you know, placed me there. I mean, I wasn't always where I was when I started this podcast. I was at one point at a highlight of my life. But forget all that. <clears throat> Today is a Saturday in October 2011. And it's a cool day, man. It's a it's a nice little day. My apartment it's not much to look at. It's a studio apartment. I paid nine hundred and seventeen dollars rent for the studio apartment in a city called Torrance, California. Now, if you don't know much about Torrance, California, then don't worry about it. Ain't much to know about Torrance, California if you've never been there. But if you know something about Southern California, then you know a little bit about Torrance. And Torrance is not much of um, I won't say it's not a thriving city. It's not much going on. It's just a city, man. It's, it's, it's just a city. It's literally just a city. I remember actually the day when I got the information that I'd be going to Torrance, California. And I was like, where the hell is Torrance, California? And uh, it's just hilarious hearing people when they tell me they're from Torrance. And I'm like, wow, that's hilarious. I used to live there at one point in my life, which actually taken aback. I never actually lived in Torrance. I just went to school there. So again, backing it up, back, 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 back,
in a city adjacent to Torrance, California. It's just a city just on the little sub lines. I'm sure it's a city within the city. Um, Redondo Beach area. I had become a very lucky young man at this point in my life, one would say. Again, the year was 2011. It was October, and I was sitting in my apartment in Southern California that was less than 20 minutes from the beach. Now, memory will serve. Looking back on these days, I wish I had these days, <laughs> the older I got. But looking back on these days, when I had these days, I didn't want nothing to do with these days. And now, looking back on these days, I can't I can't believe that something should even happen. I, I mean, I don't even, it ha- it had it not happened, I wouldn't even be here. You know, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. So <clears throat> I'm sitting in my apartment and before I even get into telling you about how I even got to this day and what significant happened to this day, I'll tell you how I got to my apartment. So since this episode is all about receiving, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and what I was like as a human being prior to becoming the man that you know as Uncle Puche today. You see, I was born on June 14th, 1992 at 6.36 at night in the city of Memphis, Tennessee to a 21-year-old young lady named Phyllis McDonald and a 22-year-old young man named Keith Johnson Sr. My name, Keith Bernard Johnson Jr., obviously derived from my father's name. So therefore, I always felt like I had some shoes to fill because me and my dad had the same name. Therefore, for pretty much my whole life, I never felt like I had an identity uh, that is true. People don't feel like they have identities. And I kind of felt like, you know, since I had the same name as my dad, I had to live up to whatever my dad had going on. And man, could that have not been any farther from the truth? <laughs> if that could not have been any further from the truth, I don't know what to tell you in this booth, but it couldn't have been any further from the truth. I, I didn't need to be anything like my father and I could have etched or sketched my own path in life but it took me 28 years to get to that point and at the time as i told you the year is 2011 and i'm sitting in my apartment if i'm born in 1992 in the year is 2011 how old does that make me 19 so i have a good amount of time before i extra sketch my life and get to the path of who i want to be so we ain't gonna focus on that so yeah that's me that's who i am keep bernard johnson jr born june 14th 1992 at 6 36 at night thank you so very much mom and dad so this young man eventually has to turn into a young boy who has to turn into a young man uh again kind of ironic um chose to not take school as seriously as he should have and this was not to um to any ignorance level no my mother preached education all the time my mother was very heavy-handed on education and uh she would tell me like yo you want to have your gpa as high as possible want your gpa to be as high as possible and um you know i don't know i i I just all i can think of is i remember this one situation i remember my mother used to shoot it out to me all the time she would tell me you know she told me you know you need your gpa as high as possible and i was like how high is like how high does it need to be like how how high and in her head, I know how she heard it and how I meant it went two different ways. But you got to think at this time, I'm 15 years old. So anything I say doesn't sound correct. Um, but I remember at the time, I didn't I didn't understand the concept of GPA. It's like, how high is the GPA? What, like, what is the level? Because I, as a young man at the time, 
I didn't have a thinking mind, okay? I thought about things, but I did not have a thinking mind. I thought about things, but I did not have a thinking mind. Say that to yourself two more times. So I only thought about the things that made sense because, again, generally teenager, although there's some whiskey motherfuckers who's out here thinking about all this deep ass shit, I was thinking about shit that mattered, but I just could not conceptualize school because school to this day still makes no fucking sense to me. And I do not agree with the whole concept of school and college and all that bullshit. But that's, that's my own personal matters. Don't even worry about what we got going on. And so what what really, really rocked my world was uh, I didn't do bad in school. But I didn't do overly well. Actually, I didn't do anything overly well in school. I was just quite average, to be honest with you. Not because I couldn't. It's just because I just did not apply myself and, quite frankly, did not see the importance of schooling. As I just told you a second ago, I still don't honestly see the importance of schooling in certain ways if the world's going to go to a certain level but we can talk about it on another day so uh graduated from high school c average um get into college at the last fucking month of the school year and um nothing much is really popping man i go off to a school i'm not gonna say the school's name but i go off to the school the things i go off there for do not work out so i have to come back to california and that is how i land in my apartment in October of 2011. And um, I'm 19. I'm playing college football. In some ways, I'm living my dream. In other ways, I'm running away from a nightmare. I had no idea I had no idea the um dark places that I had been running from in my life and and just my inabilities to deal with things I, I can just like right now as I talk to you, I can hear conversations in my head, and I can see things in my head and I can remember situations when I can just hear people who had, you know, what I like to think is my best interest, you know, telling me things about myself that I just did not want to hear. And I just did not want to accept and legitimately just did not want to hear. Start telling me something negative about myself. La, 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 Literally. Very childish. This type of shit I would do. It's a lot to like comprehend sometimes because you think about, you know, I think about my life. I think about where I am now and I'm like, yo, I'm very, very happy with the way certain things are. But then I look at certain things, too, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I really, really wish I made different decisions. But I'm happy with where my life is, so I, I'm, I just got to be cool with this. So... It's October 2011, um, 19, and I have a free weekend, and um, I'm playing college football at El Camino Junior College. I am an ECC warrior, and um, yeah, man, I uh, 
we are my football team and I. We are five and zero, riding high. <laughs> five and zero. I remember five and zero. We were, and we were doing so good. And it looked like it was the best decision I had ever made. Like coming to this um to this JC because you know at the time one thing I left out about school. So I, just, I, if there was one thing I could do above average was play football. I could do that really well. I could do that a lot better than what I realized I could do it. And um, in some ways, that's a little embarrassing because sometimes I do feel like I wasted my talents. But um, God makes no mistakes. So I'm not going to dwell on that. Anyways, um, the football team is five and zero, and it feels like it's it's this is good, man. We're riding high. We uh we uh we're 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 doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, for like what's given to me, and the upside of we're five and zero, we're only going to get better from there, and it's going to get more exposure, and that's going to give me the opportunity to have exposure, and you know, we riding high. And um, week six, technically, is our bye week. So we don't have a football game on this Saturday. And um, I'm so juiced. Yes, I am. (laughs) To um, be able to just kind of chill a little bit. You know, football is a grueling sport. And to say I wasn't getting my ass kicked um, would be a lie. I was getting my ass beat on that football field. I, I, I injuries. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. So, on this particular day, I'm a little tired. Because the night before, I had um, gone to a party. You're 19 years old. You know what you're doing at parties. You know what you're trying to do at parties. I honestly just went and kind of just went. Because I wasn't really drinking like that at the time. Because I was trying to go to the NFL. So I was trying my best not to get into that nonsense. But ironically, I remember as I was leaving the party, this guy handed me a handle of uh, Bacardi. So like this shit's nasty. Do you want it? And I said, Yeah, sure. And I um I took the bottle. And um honestly, I never even drank that bottle, by the way. My dad ended up taking it and throwing it away because I left it in the backseat of my car and it was starting to spill and smelt like alcohol. My dad drove my car one day and smelt it and was like, yo. But anyways, um I uh was already a little tired. Um just kind of just going through the wind. And uh, I had just hopped out the shower. Your boy was trying to figure out his day, trying to plan out his day. And um, I bust open my laptop. Boom. And as soon as I bust open my laptop as I'm trying to figure out my, you know, figure out these damn whatever I'm trying to figure out my computer. Um, I hear my phone vibrate. And I'm like, damn, someone calling me. I look down at my phone. And it's a friend of family calling me. And this friend of family particularly is more of a friend of my mom's, not of mine. And um, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, she must be calling for my mother because at the time 
I had just switched phone numbers with my mom, whatever. You know how that shit go being on family plans. But anyways, something with an upgrade, switched phone numbers, took my mom's phone number. Actually, ironically, the same phone number I've had since 2011. It's 2022. I have the same phone number. But anyways, um, so I see the phone call and I receive, <clears throat> I see I see this uh, receiving phone call, entering phone call to my phone and I pick it up. Hello, what's up? And on the other end is a friend of family and she goes, oh, hey, KJ, because that's what my family members call me. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm all right. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And we just kind of chop it up for a little bit. It's probably like, man, I wouldn't say more than 30 seconds to a minute. And she goes, uh, well, you know, I was actually calling because I thought I was going to get in contact with your mom. But I was calling to tell you that um, that uh, Darius was murdered today. Yeah, Darius was murdered. And um, yeah, I, I, I was, that's what I was calling to tell your mom. And after the first Darius was murdered, because uh, she said it like three times, everything for like maybe the next 10 seconds just was like silent. She said Darius was murdered. And I just remember hearing like this ringing noise in my head, this flat line. And I was like, damn, son. That's literally what I was like. I was like, damn, son. I didn't know it then. But what would be many, many, many more moments afterwards. That was the very first time my cheese had slipped my cracker and I became shell-shocked. I mean, (laughs) when I say I lost touch of um, emotional reality after After getting that news, it was a little something. And I know you're probably, if you were a new family member, you're probably like, what? What is it? Who? Uh, huh? Who's Darius? Darius was my best friend. Darius was my best friend. We met during um, whatever that little day thing is. Um, in high school when they like let you well I don't know about you guys high school but my high school did in high school when they let um, when they let you I'm sorry (laughs) I'm just thinking about this man Um, in high school like the week before or something school started they let all the incoming freshmen come up to the school for like a rally day or some shit like that I can't remember it was like something to get us more accustomed to school. And, and, and I, I happened to just see this big ass twisties in his old dog hair having looking motherfucker. And I was just like, who 
the fuck is this? And um, we we went to high school. I will tell you out of high school. Folsom High, 2007. Man, what a terrible time to be alive. Um, Folsom, California is predominantly known for the prison and uh, the bullshit uh, because that's all that was going down at the time. It's bullshit. Uh, but that's a predominantly white area predominantly white school at the time i don't know what's going on there now don't keep up won't keep up never will keep up if you're from Folsom high don't hey hey me i ain't shouting y'all out i don't not i, I hated that school so probably hated it you too so i'm just kidding <laughs> i did hate the school though not the people um but um we met in ninth grade Folsom high never forget and uh i remember i asked him i was like bro where do you live and he was like i live in the falls and ironically, I had just moved out of the Falls apartment complex. And the whole time I lived there, all I complained about in my head was like, I have no people to hang out with. I have no people to hang out with. And he moved in there like right when I moved out. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's like upset. And um, <laughs> from that day, man, like, I, you know, I was like enamored with this nigga. I, I don't I don't even know if I was enamored with him. I was just actually entertained, like. Darius was just one of those people you just had to have known personally. Like, there was never a moment where when he was in the room, there wasn't some silly shit or some shit just going on. Like, just somebody talking about something and somebody doing something. He was just an active nigga. Like, that was just something we talked about all the time. Like, just being active, getting active. We get active. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, what I loved about him unfortunately was the same thing that would be his his demise i'm not trying to talk bad on my best friend or um a man that i consider my best friend um because i don't even know if he considered me best uh, a best friend because i didn't even attend his funeral um i'm not trying to talk bad about darius i just i just know what i know and what i know is at that time in both of our lives we used a lot of emotions instead of logic. And um, it was cool. It was cool for when it was cool. It was cool for when it was cool. But when it was, but when we started receiving blessings in our lives, Darius became a father, I think in 11th grade and 12th grade. He had two kids back to back. But when we started, you know, getting blessings in our lives and things started changing for both of us, you know, he, you know, had a family. I, I was going off to college. Like, something about those things, man, they just, they just tore us apart. They tore us apart. Now, I don't know. My friend is dead, so I won't claim jealousy. I won't claim anything. I won't say I was better than him. I won't say that you know I, I won't say any of that i won't honestly say anything all i will say is that i miss him i miss him deeply i i've talked about him so many times on this podcast i just haven't talked about him recently and it, it just i've gotten some good news i'm gonna get to later on in the week to tell y'all about but i just i i darius i i wish you were here
because I know you would be laughing. I know you would find this really funny. The way my life turned out. Because uh, I'm a competitive person. And Darius kept me on my toes at all times. Because everything was a competition with him. Whether that be for good or bad. But he kept me on my toes and it kept me competitive and it kept me going. And uh, when he was murdered in October 2011, on a Saturday, everything... I had every every piece of my body that was driven by anything died that same day, and I didn't know it. I was chill, shocked, <laughs> shell shocked. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but um yeah, my man's my man's um my man's passing was um the first uh crack chink in the armor, I guess you could say. Um it was the first um just I don't think I can do this, get through this moment that I experienced that I did not get through and I just kind of gave up. And You know, I think about you, Darius, all the time because I think about what what you meant to me and how I didn't realize you meant that to me. And that's what I think about the people all the time. It's just like the people that are in my life. And it's just, you know, I, I try to keep my circle small. I'm a very private person people in my life, like if they left, that would be the whole cornerstone of that foundation gone. I, um, as you all know, I lost my aunt later on early. I'm sorry, earlier on earlier this year. Um, and I unfortunately lost a good friend from college as well. He was, uh, murdered a month ago. And it's crazy. Cause like, <laughs> although I've had a good amount of friends murdered, I, I don't consider myself nor my friends violent people because I don't think we're violent people. I just think we're, you know, we are just products of our environments. And those young men were just unfortunate, unfortunate victims of horrific, horrific circumstances. And so I think about Darius and I just, I think about the good news that I have to share with you all. And um, I think about how, how, how badly I wish I could share this news with him. So this is my piece to you, Darius. I don't know where you are. Um, I hope you are in a great place. But I just want to let you know, man, that I couldn't have done this without you. And um, I, 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 I thank you. And you listening to this, I thank you. Because when I was sitting in my room back in December of 2019, this was never the end result. 
that this was never the end goal. I'm sorry, let's say. I never said I'm going to start podcasting because I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to move to LA in a few years and I'm going to pursue a stand-up comedian career and do other things. Nope, never said that. I had an actual pretty good damn paying job. Ironically, the job so damn good paying that all the people that I came in with, they're still there. Like that's, that's, that's cool. Like I'm not mad at them. Like that's cool. Like I, I don't, I'm not dissing that either. That's cool. Cause the job is a good paying job. And I mean, I've even like talked about it on my podcast a couple of times and I, I want to record say like the job is a good paying job. And uh, it's one of those jobs that once you catch the, the rhythm of it, you're like, yo, I'm never leaving this. And so um, when I started this, I had the money, um, you know, and so I like this for a sense of like purpose or money. Like, no, this, this was a form of therapy. I haven't even said that in years because it's no longer a form of therapy. I actually just go to therapy. <laughs> um, but uh, this still feels therapeutic. It doesn't feel like therapy anymore. Um, but yeah, this was therapeutic. This was, this was therapy for me. I did this because I was literally letting you people into my personal therapy sessions just for someone. And sometimes for people to come in and be like, that's not how that goes. Or you should take another look at that. Or, you know, like I agree with you or keep it going, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know? And, um, I, I look at that and I think to myself, I would have never gotten here without you, Darius. Because although you haven't been with us in a physical form in a very, very long time, I know you never left me on me. It's times when I feel like I hear my best friend in my head telling me stuff, especially when I'm talking nonsense or talking down on myself. I can hear him shouting out, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. You know what I'm saying? What I do is good. Gang. <laughs> my voice is gang. You know what I'm saying? That's all I do. Good shit. Nothing else. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> shit, blood. Shit, blood. <laughs> but yeah, man, I still hear my best friend's words in the back of my head. So when I got this good news, all I could, all I could think to myself was, um, thank you, Darius. <laughs>